It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning, and uh, welcome back to the show. And, you know, we have, for weeks now, uh, been just talking about the state of where we are. And, and guys, I know we can. It, it can be so negative sometimes that, that you have to stop uh sometimes and just recognize that there are great things going on in in the world and uh so i want to do that this week and uh no greater thing than than what we've learned in the last couple weeks about our own tallahassee community college and you know we've read over and over again it's always something great going on at, at tallahassee community college but uh we wanted to have the top dog over there come on the show and uh, y'all know him as as President Murdaugh. I get to call him Jim every now and then. <laughs> but uh, uh, President Murdaugh, welcome to the show. Good morning. Oh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate you inviting me. Well, you know, there's a lot we could talk about with TCC. Um, but I want to really jump into this thing that just happened here recently. You, you just received a major recognition with the Aspen Prize for es- Excellence, and you may be able to tell people all about what that is. But you got this recognition as one of the top 10 community colleges in the nation. What is that? I mean, first of all, congratulations, because it, 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 it sounds amazing. Tell us more about what that means. Well, absolutely. Thank you for asking, Sean. The uh, the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence was created in 2011, uh, and it's intended to recognize excellence among community colleges. Uh, and and as I like to say, it's not a beauty contest. Uh, it is based on data. And so to receive this recognition is, is, is humbling, uh, but it affirms what we've been doing. They look at several categories, Sean. They look at our, our completion and transfer rates for our students. Uh, they, they come and examine the extent to which we can prove that we have uh, strong evidence for the learning that occurs at our college. Uh, they look at our labor market outcomes to see how well we are sending people into the workforce. And um, one of the things that's near and dear to me and near and dear to you is they want to see that we have high and equitable levels of access and success for historically underserved students. So they, they invite colleges, there are about 1,200 colleges in America, they invite 150 colleges to apply. And they own, the only way you're invited to apply is if you have the evidence to support the, the categories that I talked about. Uh, once you are invited to apply, and we did, uh, then they go through a rigorous process of gathering additional data and whittle it down to the top 10. So being in the top 10, uh, the significance of it, uh, well, from, from the standpoint of, of, of how we compare nationally, that means we're in the less than 1% of the colleges in America make it to the top 10. Wow. And, wow. and what it really does, Sean, you know, it just, it just affirms that uh, we are an excellent college uh, doing great work on behalf of our students. Wow, Mr. President, that's that's amazing. And and and, you know, we read these great accolades and and we don't always know what they mean. We just we just kind of know we've got a great community college (laughs) in our area. And 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 that means something, you know, I mean, and for all the listeners out there, uh, if you've got a student at TCC now or if you've uh, or if you gone to TCC in the past or you know somebody uh, listen tell text them 
uh, call them and tell them they want to listen to the rest of this show because we've got President Jim Murdoch on talking about this Aspen Prize and, and well, just all things TCC um, this morning. So, Mr. President, when you so you said it was invitation. So I was going to ask you that, like sort of how this comes about. But you sort of get invited. And and I know there's only there's only we're a big state. <laughs> we're a big state. We're Florida. And we've got how many? Look, you served as president of all the community college presidents in the state. So I know you know the answer to this. And congratulations on that as well, by the way. <laughs> well, how many community colleges do we have in the state? We had 28. Okay. Uh, and we in our in our system, uh, Sean, we call them the great 28. Uh, Florida is considered one of the top, if not the top, community college systems or state college systems in the country. And I'm, and I will tell you, the Aspen Prize, by the way, is only awarded every other year. But since its inception, there have always been Florida colleges in the top ten. And this year, uh, we are proud to share uh, this recognition with Broward College. So there are two colleges from Florida that made it to the top ten in this cycle. Huge, huge thing, man. Because Broward now, now Broward Community College is 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 huge down there, right? I mean, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but 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 you know, for our interests, it, it's such an accolade for our area to have um, your school doing so great, and your leadership um, um, has been fundamental to that. Um, let me ask you this. We're in an interesting time with this COVID-19 um, situation. And I know uh, the good news of the Aspen Prize is there, but but you've also had, you're the president of, of this community college and you, you don't operate in a bubble. You're very active in our community and COVID-19 is here. Uh, we just learned last week that... Um, that Florida may be the Florida and Arizona may be the next epicenters for this thing. Tell us what you had to, what did you have to do when this hit a few months ago as president and how's it going for TCC? Well, we acted very quickly, Sean, um, on the 13th, uh, when, uh, the Friday before our spring break, uh, I went ahead and made the call that uh, we would use spring break to shift to two things, uh, remote working. So we were able to send folks uh, to their homes to work to be safe. I mean, you know, as you know, number one priority is the safety of our faculty and staff and the safety of our students. That's number one priority. Uh, the other thing that we did in addition to moving to remote learning, uh, excuse me, remote working was remote learning. And so during spring break, while, while students had a bit of a break, our faculty, our, our teams, our information tech folks uh, were able to move uh, all of our courses online. Uh, and we did it in a way that um, we're very proud of uh, because a lot of our students are very reluctant to do online education. But we created what, what we referred to as Summer Live. And what that meant was that you, when you came back from spring break, you were you were doing things remotely. But in, instead of a faculty member sending you an assignment, you do it, you submit it, they grade it, and so forth. Um, we used Zoom technology. We bought additional licenses so that our, all of our faculty were able to engage their students using Zoom in a live format. And uh, that we feel has been a huge difference. We shifted all of our uh, 
advising, all of our registration, uh, all of our support systems for our learning commons and our library, all online. And it's a Herculean task. Uh, and I will tell you, I'm grateful. We've made the right investments over the past several years in our technology so that when we made the transition, we were well positioned uh, to be successful and to be able to support high quality learning online. Well, you didn't know why you were doing it, but I know you're glad you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, how do you how how does the reopening sort of look like uh, if I mean, are you going to is it going to be voluntary? I mean, are you going to do half uh, of the campus coming back, the other half doing uh, their work from home? How, how, how is the how is that going to work this fall? Well, we put a task force together that included uh, faculty, staff, students, administrators, and uh, our community partners to include uh, health professionals, uh, the chamber, uh, other business leaders, things like that to help us. And and that that task force met six times in the course of two weeks, uh, looked at all of the federal guidelines coming out of the Centers for Disease Control, uh, our, our state Department of Health. Uh, governor's orders, you know, everything that was coming our way. And as you remember, gosh, we were learning things that seemed like every day um, about the right way to do things. And that task force produced a report uh, that that um, we basically refer to as Restart, Reimagine. And it is, it is a, a, a blueprint for how we'll begin to transition to the next normal. Uh, so beginning, Jan- uh, ju- excuse me, July 6th, our, our plan calls for us to uh, return no more than 30% of our entire workforce to the college. Uh, we've been busy uh, rearranging classrooms, uh, adding all kinds of, um, uh, what, what do I want to refer to? The, the, <laughs> we've been taking out all of the water fountains and replacing them with bottle filling stations. We've been putting sanitizers uh, in all of the elevators. We've been doing signage. We've been doing all the things now that will serve us well once students start to return. July 6th, when we have sub- many of our faculty and staff return, that will allow us the opportunity for them to sort of check out the sneeze guards and everything else we've done to make sure that we have created as safe a place as possible before we bring back any more of our faculty and staff. And then we have four phases in which we'll transition back. Um, the other thing we've learned, uh, Sean, is that there'll be some folks that I'm not sure need to return to do their work at our college, uh, and I'm fully prepared to allow those folks to continue to work remotely. Wow, that that's you know everybody's sort of going through that, right? I mean, you you if you got a little if you were more efficient or as efficient with the remote, it sort of gives a different taste on this thing right i mean it makes you think again about what's possible um so i i i I think that's a good thing um you mentioned partners uh tcc has a lot of partners in this community i i watched as you all played host to major food distributions recently uh partnering with second harvest um how did that partnership come about and and I, I guess I wonder if that's something we that's going to go on long term well yes it's first of all yes it's going to go on long term uh, a lot of people don't realize when you when you hear in our local news um, you know, the great efforts frankly of the Leon County school system to pro, to provide food to their students right a lot of people don't realize that, that when you graduate from high school and you go to college 
If you've been food insecure before, guess what? You're still food <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, even worse. And, and so we have uh, we have Talon's Market, which is a a food pantry um, that we had stood up before COVID ever happened. Um, we had great uh, support from Walmart um, to help us with a gift to sort of kick that in gear. And our foundation, our, our TCC Foundation, raised the funds to stock that thing. But once COVID happened, Sean, that 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 pantry was completely emptied out, and uh, so we are already in the process of rebuilding that that food pantry. Point being that um, we we know that issues other than than academics get in the way of student success. And one of the reasons we're such a good college is that we pay attention to those things, whether it's mental health services, whether it's dealing with food insecurity. Uh, all of those things are part of what make us the kind of college that students ought to want to go to. Mr. President, thank you, man. We love having good news. Um, it's been it's been a few weeks. Um, it's been a while, but love having some good news. And this is great. And listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to President Jim Murdoch of uh, the top 10 community college. One of the top 10 community colleges in the nation. He's the president and he's our friend here in this area. And, and Mr. President, I say region um, because you all play a very, very unique role uh, across this region, right? Um, what do you What do you see as a major responsibility of an institution like TCC in the Big Bend? Well, a lot of people don't realize the economic impact we have, Sean. You know, we we have a, a the last time we looked at it, which is about two years ago, we have, we have a three hundred and eighty seven million dollar impact to the local region. Uh, which is which is a huge impact, uh, and of course we are we are the talent pipeline. Uh, when you take a look at the employers in our area uh, who are looking for talent, we are one of the important pipelines. What a, one thing I like to to share, and I think it's certainly relevant in this time of COVID. When you think about healthcare, uh, neither TCC nor FSU nor FAMU nor lively nor anybody else individually meets the workforce needs of our communities collectively we do so if you think about you know we don't produce doctors um florida state produces doctors family produces uh pharmacy techs they produce ph- uh, doctors in pharmacy they produce nurses we produce radiology technicians respiratory therapists when you add it all up when you go to the hospital to get served you are, you're going to need a workforce that comes from all three of our institutions. And we're very lucky in our community because we're the only community in Florida that has two public universities and a major community college. So we're, 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 we're very proud of the role we play. Um, and, and we don't meet all the needs, but we're very proud of what the needs that we do meet. Well, you know, I, I, I hadn't thought about that. I guess I knew it if I thought hard enough, but... But man, it just seems like with that being the case, there, there's such great opportunity uh, in so many areas for this region with our three institutions sort of leading the way. Um, do you find much collaboration between um, TCC, FAMU, and Florida State or not enough? Yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. We have great collaboration. Uh, the three presidents, uh, President Robinson, President Thrasher, and myself um, are 
are very friendly, very close. Um, uh, before we ran into this little issue, we used to enjoy having lunches together from time to time. Or our wives are friendly, so yeah, you know, it, it's uh, and, and they're great leaders. I mean, we again, we are very lucky. We've got some some outstanding leaders in our institutions um, in, here in this area. But we we have a phenomenal relationship across those institutions, and it makes a big difference. You know, I, I as we the final few minutes here, I, I, I want to go back to the Aspen Prize. Um, for excellence tell us i mean what is there what happens now right i mean i know that there's something that's gonna they're they're gonna continue their evaluations there's gonna be a a number one school in the nation that comes out next year right um but are there are there prizes for this is there additional resources coming to the school uh how do you how do you what happens here well, there, there is a financial prize. Um, when it first began, it was a million-dollar prize to the winner. Okay. Since that, time, since that time, frankly, they've modified it a little bit, and they share, uh, they take that million dollars, and, and, and some of it goes to the top school, some of it goes to the so other schools. But there is a financial prize that goes along with it. Um, you know, it's, and that's much appreciated, but, but even more important, you know, we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it because uh, um, this is the work that we're all about. And in your final minute or so, Sean, one of the things I do want to say, if you don't mind pivoting a little bit, uh, is during COVID, one of the things that I'm committed to and our team is committed to is not just returning to the way we were before this happened. Um, My goal and the goal of my executive team is to use uh, what we're learning through this to actually make our college better, stronger, more successful uh, for our students as we come out of this. So it's not, you hear people talk about returning. Uh, I have, that's not a word that we use in any of our meetings. We're not returning to a thing. We are moving forward and we're building on our successes to, and primarily in the area of leveraging technologies that we now are seeing could be so useful um, in helping our students succeed. Wow, that's a um, that's a great way to think about it. Um, and that we could we could come from this and 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 just try to be better, right? Not just back to where we were. Um, that's that's. I mean, we sh- we all should be thinking about it that way. I I, I want to pivot too, Mr. President, because you have a very diversified background, and in this last minute we have here, uh, it's it's hard not to talk about with you because I know you and I know. Um, um, I know how where we are today with race relations and and the relationship between African American and and police officers. Uh, I know I got to know. I know this got to be a great concern for you. Um, you're a former police officer. Um, you're a great president of an institution with a whole bunch of young people. And we find in situations like this. I mean, we go back to some of the most incredible times in this country a lot of the leadership was and the efforts were led by young people college students how tell tell me and i i don't have a direct question for you on this i don't think i just i just want to get into your thinking of where we are today and and how how you are um i mean how are you relating to your students right now and and just where we are and how we turn where we are um, into a successful future. Well, thanks for the question, Sean. Um, 
very important question. A couple things. First of all, um, I've conducted now two listening sessions with faculty and staff um, using Zoom technology and one listening session with our student leadership, uh, specifically on, on the, the issues that we now see facing everyone uh, as a result of the killing of George Floyd. I've made it really clear, and I'll make it really clear on your show. Black Lives Matter. And we need to we need to address this issue. Uh, for us as an institution, if black lives matter, then black minds matter. And so for us as an institution, Sean, uh, we have to dedicate ourselves to fulfilling the, what I refer to as the obligation and the opportunity that we have to not only educate students, but also help them become citizens when they leave us. So one of the things that has came, come out of our listening sessions is I'm, I'm creating a uh, presidential commission on race and equity within our college. Um, the goal is, is, is first and foremost, we're going to continue to listen. We've heard some great ideas already, um, but listen with a bias toward action. Uh, we, we have already taken a couple of steps toward things that we believe will be scalable through the college that address the issues of race and equity that we all need to address. Uh, every college in America, Sean, faces a, a, a daunting problem of the gap between the success of their black students and their white students. Um, this, I have, I have charged our team and challenged our faculty and staff um, that we have got to do something to improve the outcomes for our black students. Black minds matter. And we need to help those students who are with us prepare uh, to go out in, in the community, be positive citizens, find great jobs, have, a, have the kind of lives we all want to have. Uh, we're not, we're not going to ignore um, the George Floyd incident. We don't, I don't step around it. It was wrong. It was wrong. And um, I've made it plain, and we are, we are addressing it head on. Uh, I think, like every institution, we are all looking to take what happened and convert it into positive action. Uh, and I will tell you, you will see some pretty exciting things continue to evolve in our college. Well, President Jim Murdaugh, you are synonymous with your mascot. You are an eagle, my friend. Um, and, uh, you know, no, seriously, your leadership is, is you know, you're, you're a special leader, man. So uh, thank you for what you do for TCC. Thank you for what you do for this state. Um, one day I want to have you back to, to talk, you know, a little bit more about some of this stuff that might be still lingering to talk some about your experience um, um, leading the state community colleges. Uh, but more than that, um, thank you for being with us this week and today. And um, listen, uh, keep doing the, keep doing great things. And we appreciate you. Well, thank you, Sean. And I appreciate you. And congratulations on the success of this show. <laughs> well, thank you, Jim. Uh, it's all because of other people, especially uh, great guests like you. So thank you so much. Yeah, my money's on you. Listeners, if you're, uh, if you're still with us, and I know you are, stay with us a little bit longer. We'll be right back with a Pittman Point right after this. It's time for Pittman's Point. It's fitting that President Murdoch joined us this morning, y'all, and, and, and spoke so highly of his students. Because in this country, our students are, again, being called on to lead us into the next great movement. But what else should we expect? 
It's always been young people to push us forward to better days, as it was in the fight for women's suffrage and the 19th Amendment, as it was in the 1950s and 60s during the fight for the vote and the civil rights movement, as it was during the fight for LGBTQ protections, and as it has been, has always been, it is our young people who see the clearer picture without tainted biases and force the issues upon our society in a way that cannot be ignored. So we see it again today as peaceful protesters have taken to the streets by the hundreds of thousands. One voice saying that changes must come. Enough is enough. Black lives matter. Young people have again brought clarity to a conversation that never should have been murky or muddled in the first place. And they are leading us again. So the Pitman point today is the children are not just our future. They are right now. They are right here. They are right before us in a time when we need them the most. The time for wait your turn is all over, y'all. The old guard has proven itself to be unwilling and unable to bring the equal justice that we are all guaranteed by the Constitution. So the young are bringing it for them. This shouldn't have been a difficult thing, but the good old boy system that has always had the power is not easily giving it up. As Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without a demand. The demand is here, and thank God for the young. This has been the Sean Pittman Show, and we'll see you in seven. <laughs>